0: Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. It's Dr. Eileen here with Healing House Radio. For those of you who are in the LA area, the guest call-in number is 424-258-9337. For everyone else in every other part of the world, especially those right here in the absolutely beautiful, breezy but bright San Francisco Bay Area... The toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer kinda has the chat room open as usual, and you can log in there, listen in. If you have a question, you can post it. And if you call in and have a question, then uh, make sure you press 1, so that will let her know to connect with your call. And I will be checking into the chat room after the show. So... Today's episode, Running on Empty. And no matter how much we enjoy life, and maybe we just enjoy the heck out of life, sooner or later, things build up. Even really cool, fun things begin to take their toll. Our energy gets drained, and just like a car whose gas tank is going on empty, you know, we start to sputter a little bit, and then out of gas. So if we don't take time to rest and rejuvenate, then what we end up doing is burning out and losing our ability to, you know, both work and play. And the really challenging part is that usually we're the last ones to realize that we're exhausted. Now, I will state openly and and not so proudly that I do this a lot. My schedule is often such that um, if i 'm not working with patients, then i 'm working with uh the church that i 'm a reverend at, or that you know i 'm doing counseling or i 'm visiting people who are sick or i 'm you know providing different types of ceremonial services, and a lot of times, I really love what I do, I love the pace of it, I love the excitement. Um, I love the fact that, you know, things can get really exciting, and when your day is busy, it goes a lot faster. The problem is that, as with many, I get caught up in, you know, okay, I have to maintain this pace. It's maintaining the pace where we get in trouble. And usually my first indication that I'm starting to run low on energy is not what I notice in myself. It's what other people will say to me. And it's like, oh, well, are you tired? You're looking kind of tired. Or, wow, you know, do you need me to get you something to eat? Or, wow, you're, you know, you're not looking as enthusiastic and as energetic today. And usually I just kind of, with a smile and a wave, and I sort of dismiss it, And then after about three or four people mention it, I start to go, wow, am I I not noticing something about myself? Because when you're in it, it's really hard to notice it. So, and as I said, this can come from, you know, doing things that you love. It may be that, you know, you're really enjoying yourself. And even those things that make us feel wonderful, you know, that has to be brought into balance. And when we devote so much time with our energy moving outward, that throws us out of balance because we need to be able to receive as well as give. We need to be able to have those quiet times as well as the active times. And not that long ago, I decided to just, you know, I went home for a couple of days and I turned my phone off, I let people know, it's like, okay, here's the one number you can reach me at in case of an emergency, and I went offline. I did not look at Facebook. I did not read emails. I did not do anything, and for the first day, I spent most of it feeling tremendously bad that I had disconnected. That, well, what if somebody needs me? What if one of my patients need me? What if, you know, and all these things that I began telling myself were reasons why I needed to reconnect. And it took work. And I really had to study, okay, I'm feeling this pretty intensely. Why am I feeling it so intensely? Why is taking time off to take care of myself, which is what I would tell anybody else, why is it so hard for me? And that's a question each one of us needs to ask ourselves because when we reach that point when we've just been going and going and going and, you know, we think we're doing fine, if you have people coming up to you saying, hey, are you okay, you're looking kind of tired, we need to pay attention to that. That's why we are communal creatures. That's why we do very well When we are in community, when we have people around us who care about us, who notice things that we either cannot or choose not to notice. And when you've got people saying, hey, you know, what's going on? You're looking kind of tired. Take a moment and stop. Stop and realize, am I pushing myself too hard? Am I doing too much for other people? And a lot of folks, especially folks who are connected to, you know, aspects of spirituality or a spiritual type of of way of being, you know, you meditate. Maybe you do an energetic healing work or, or maybe, you know, you just walk in a way of prayer. A lot of times we will disregard the need of the body for rest because we want to be in that spiritual place. And, yes, I've done meditations where I was awake for multiple days and where I went into that place of, you know, not eating and not sleeping and as a meditative aspect. And you can get amazing, wonderful things out of that. You know, I I am so grateful for having that aspect of my life that goes beyond the work I do. It's, it's how I live. When I realize, okay, am I neglecting the body? Am I neglecting the need that, yes, I do need to take in a certain amount of food that is good for me and healthy for me? And yeah, occasionally I throw in the stuff that's not so healthy, but hey, that's life. We got to enjoy it sometimes. But overall, you know, I do try to eat well. And when I notice I have not allowed myself enough nutrients, It's like, okay, you know, what is that? What am I telling my body? Well, I'm telling my body that it's less important. I am taking the fundamental connection that I have to this world because we are connected to this world through our physical self. And when I take that physical self and say, no, your needs are not more important than the needs of all these others, you know, what is that telling me? What is that telling, you know, The body part of my body, mind, and spirit. And when I would tell anybody else that that is the opposite of what they need to do, it's like, no, you need to take care of your body so your body can take care of you. And I get busy. And most people get busy. And it's sort of like being a parent. You know, it's like, oh no, I'm fine, but I gotta, you know, get this kid's science fair project finished up, and and you know, Junior needs a trip to the, you know, we gotta go over to the soccer field, and you know, and and little Susie is, you know, I gotta pick her up from, you know, her t-ball class, or. You know, all these reasons why we need to devote our time outside to other people and we need to devote our time and our energy to those around us. And, yeah, when you're a mom or when you're a parent, when you're a dad, and you need to do that, the question is do you need to do it all the time? If you are a person who is a healer by nature and that is pretty much anybody who gives their time and their energy in order for someone else to feel better, People who have a healer's nature have a tendency to put the needs of others ahead of themselves, and that can be fine right up until you start draining your system. So a little bit of anatomy. We have something within us called the adrenal system. The adrenal system is one of the main things that help us manage the stress that comes into our lives. Now, let's say under normal circumstances, your stress demand is 2 out of 10. And let's say your adrenal system can handle everything up to about, comfortably, up to about 7 out of 10. So if your stress is at 2 out of 10 and your adrenal system can, you know, meet the demand up to 7 out of 10, you are golden. You're doing really well. Your body is barely making an effort to, you know, keep your system in balance, no fight or flight, and you're doing all right. Now, let's say things start adding up. You know, you, your work demands become greater. You have somebody who you need to take care of. And let's say, you know, your stress demands go from two to five. Well, the adrenal system is going to go, okay, you know, we've got a little bit of stress out of the ordinary, so, you know, but we're still good. We can handle up to 7 out of 10. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. No problem. Well, then let's say a few more stresses add up, and it goes up to 7. Well, now the adrenal system is going, okay, all right, we, we got this, but barely. But we've got it. We can meet the demands to take care of the body and help the body be maintained, facing that level of stress, 7 out of 10. Let's say the stress goes up to 9 out of 10. Well, now the adrenal system is struggling to exceed what it's capable of doing. It's going to keep trying. It's going to keep fighting to get up to where the stress level is, but it can't. You have exceeded your body's ability to manage the stress. And that begins to create breakdowns in the system. And we begin to have symptoms that, you know, indicate that our system is out of balance and the adrenal system cannot maintain it. It may be headaches. It may be sleeplessness. It may be extreme fatigue. But, you know, the system is going to fight until it reaches exhaustion. It's like trying to get a muscle to hold, you know, hold a contraction past its ability to hold it goes into fatigue. And we can go into adrenal fatigue, which means the adrenal system goes, Oh my gosh, to heck with it. I can't do this. I need to rest. When we spend a lot of time in fight or flight, which it's actually fight, flight, or freeze. But if we spend a lot of time in that state of being and that energetic state, it will wear the system down. The system was designed to be able to address stress, but not prolonged stress. It's meant to go in, do what it needs to do, and then have the system regulate. But if the system doesn't regulate, if the stresses aren't reduced, if we take our system past where it needs to be, then we are in a situation where the body is no longer able to meet the needs that we demand of it. So what do we do? Well, either we keep going until we reach absolute exhaustion and then we can't choose to function, you know, and the system breaks down and you get sick and it just, you know, have you ever had one of those things where you really have been very busy and all of that and you get sick and the illness just seems to go on and on and on? That's because the system that's fighting the illness has been, brought down in its ability to take care of the body. So it can't support recovery. It can't support any of that because it's just on trying to recover itself. Or when we start reaching that point where the stresses are adding up and building up, what we can do, okay, I'm, I'm stressed, and I've got to figure a way. Something's got to give. That is, there is very little that is truer than that statement, is that something has got to give. It's better for us to choose what we remove, to choose what can be taken out of the system. If you have something that, you know, you're really stressing over, that you have absolutely no control over, it may be that that might be one of the things that you need to go okay I have no control over this, so I need to find a way to reduce the stress around it. And it could be by simply acknowledging, I don't have any control over this. I, you know, the phrase, not my circus, not my monkeys. And especially when we stress over the choices of others, which, yes, that is, that can be a major stress when people you care about are making choices maybe that you don't think are quite so great, And you worry about them, which, I mean, it's natural to worry. And if you wipe yourself out worrying about someone else at the point when they they really need you, you aren't going to be able to be there because your system will have been taken out too. You will be in a state of exhaustion. It is great to be able to be there for people. It is great to be able to be that go-to person. And when everybody says, oh, you know, I couldn't have done this without you. Wow, you just did an awesome job. You really helped me out. And it feels good when we do that. And it feels good when, you know, we can help lighten someone else's burdens. And we have to really be very clear on when that is appropriate. And sometimes people are meant to struggle. Sometimes it's good for them to struggle. I mean, when most of us think back on how we got as strong as we did, it was because we had to be challenged and overcome the challenge. Allowing other people to do that can help them be strong too, even if it's not exactly what they want. So when we recognize that we are under stress, when we recognize that we're not sleeping well, that our appetite is off. You know, the body will tell us, you know, maybe, you know, there's things just tend to run right out of you or maybe the system shuts down and you're feeling all blocked up. These are hints that the body is giving that it's time for a break, that it's time to back off of something, that it's time to choose yourself and taking care of yourself over what other people need. And that can be really hard. It can be really challenging. And it's necessary. And as someone who has spent most of her life doing exactly that, putting the needs of others above my own, and just being there and being there, it's like, well, we need somebody to. I got it covered. No problem. And as I've gotten older and wiser. I've realized, one, I am not as young as I used to be. And two, I don't need to be. can manage very nicely. Spending a couple of days without connecting with anyone and the fact that the world continued to exist very nicely without me. People managed. They were concerned about me. But I had assured them that it's like, no, I just need to recoup and and re-energize myself so what did i do i went for walks i sat and listened to music that i really enjoy i watched movies that i find tremendously funny i went out and i live right next to a river and i went out and i put my feet in the water and i felt the water of the river as it moved just moving past my feet I did quiet things because for me, that's what rejuvenates me, you know being in nature, being in in gentle settings with quiet those are the things that rejuvenate me now, for somebody, what rejuvenates them may be you know getting a ticket to a rock concert and you know just belting it out and you know and with the screaming and the yelling and the sound and all of that stuff that might be rejuvenating for someone else so what rejuvenates you what is that wonderful peaceful sort of yummy place that you can get into that energetic field that nurtures you maybe it's quiet maybe it's it's vibrance you know maybe it's Uh, you know, a walk on, you know, a path through the woods, and maybe it's a rock concert. Maybe it's going out and surfing, you know, or maybe it's watching a gentle pond, you know, maybe you go fishing, maybe you go jet skiing. So whatever it is that is that place that you go where it's nothing but energy coming in, preferably by yourself. Because when we're with other people, especially if we tend to be healers, especially if we tend to be very empathic, we will defer to them. It's like, well, you know, I want to take this walk, but, you know, this person can't walk quite that far. Or, you know, I would really love to, you know, go to a concert, but, you know, this person doesn't like that type of music. Oh, well, you know, when they get tired or cranky, well, you know, I want to go and sit down. One day, I just went to a museum, and I just walked around the museum by myself, and I went and got something to eat when I felt like it, and then I just kind of enjoyed it. When we're by ourselves, we can make it about ourselves. And one of the other aspects of when we raise that stress level, one of the things that it sometimes does is it keeps us about five steps ahead of something we don't want to deal with something emotionally that we want to avoid. Maybe it's you know, dealing with a fear. Maybe it's dealing with a frustration. And if we stay just active enough, we can stay ahead of it. We can stay just tired enough to where we don't dwell on it. The problem is it's always going to be right behind you. No matter how fast you run, no matter how busy you stay, that thing that you're trying to avoid is going to be right there. And the cool part is, if we stop and turn around and actually look at it, if we allow ourselves to become quiet enough where we can sit with it and we can go, okay, what is it that you need? What is it that, you know, you're, you're wanting from me? It may be something about someone else. You know, you're worried about someone. It may be concern over finances. It may be concern about the political goings-on or who's going to be president or, you know, or what is it, what is the fear that you're trying to stay two steps ahead of? And when we turn around and we actually get quiet with it and sit with it, we realize it's not quite as scary as we think. We realize that maybe it's just an event. It's just one possibility out of many. And sometimes we also realize that it is not quite as imposing as the story that we've created about it. When we stay busy to avoid dealing with our own stuff, it'll work for a while, but again, it drains us. It takes away from us, and eventually, if you don't deal with it, when you have burnt yourself out and you have no energy stores left, it's right there and it's big, and it's scary. Allow yourself time to, you know, do a little bit of an inventory. It's like, okay, you know, what's bothering me? What's stressing me out? What's driving me to maintain this pace? And if you can figure out that, well, this pace is because I'm scared, that if I don't stay busy, then something will come up or something will – will affect me, it'll catch up with me. Maybe it's grief. A lot of times when we've lost someone closest to us, we get very busy. Well there's there's arrangements to make and we need to do these things. And when there have been deaths in my family, I went totally into okay, we need to plan this and we've got company visiting and where's everybody gonna stay and you know, I coordinate everything. And it allowed me to step away from my grief because there were logistics to be, be managed. When we step out of our, our fear and step into that left brain analytical piece, often that's a tool to be able to you know, calm ourselves down. All right, I'm going to avoid feeling and emotion and stay in my, in my analytical and, and logistics aspect. And I know that's something I can control. And that sometimes is the key to it. Because when we're trying to avoid dealing with the things that we can't control, we focus on the things that we can. And what we can control is, you know, agreeing to help everybody and their cousin with every problem they probably have by, you know, volunteering on 18 different committees and focusing on the needs of everyone else that is a great way to not deal with ourselves and to not deal with what's bothering us, maybe whether it's grief or concern. And eventually we tire ourselves out. Eventually we cannot keep that pace. And that's when it comes up on us. And like the, you know, the monster in the closet and we're sitting there and we feel the monsters in the closet and it's just waiting for it to get just dark enough and just quiet enough. We don't have to worry about it. It does not have to be bigger or scarier than what we can bear. Because if we look at it and take it apart and say, okay, this is this is concerning me. If it's a case of grief, I know that eventually, it's going to catch up. Eventually, I'm going to have to deal with it. And if you're dealing with grief, my thoughts and prayers you know, are with you and, and I'm sorry. And during the time that maybe you need to get things done, then you get them done. But remember, the grief is about healing. Grief is the pathway to moving through it, being able to integrate it, and process it, and then to step forward with those experiences as wisdom that we've gained, as insight that we've gained, to be able to find our balance point again. And that's the path, and it's the way, and that's the gift of it. So if we try to outrun it, we're basically, it's as if we're trying to outrun the the solution for the problem. It may not be the most desired solution, but it's there. We don't have to keep our lives at a pace that is unhealthy for us in order to be able to feel like we're in control. Let it go. Let it slow down. Breathe. You know, people who have that high stress, high pace, they don't breathe deeply. When you take a deep breath and let it out, it slows everything down. And it allows you to be able to rest and relax. It's in that moment, all it is, is just breathing in and breathing out. Let yourself take that moment, because often it's that moment that we can make a choice to change. That we can make a choice to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you This time, it gives us the ability to say, you know what, I've got to put me first because I'm tired. Or I haven't slept in days. I need to go somewhere and just take a nap. So, however, it is that you are able to get your energy back, find it and embrace it. Because the more we take care of ourselves, the more we can do for others. And it allows others to be able to maybe find some of their own solution. It's okay, they'll be stronger for it. And so will you, because even our our own egos can accept the fact that the world can exist without us just for a while. So thank you for joining me Uh, We'll be back again next Thursday at the same time here on Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to arrange an individual consultation, you can contact me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. And I will be checking into the chat room after the show to answer questions, comments, or concerns. So, until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you amazing times of excitement as well as times to rest and rejuvenate. You are tremendously important to a lot of people, more than you realize, more than you know. So, take care of yourself as you would want a loved one to take care of themselves. Nurture yourself. Because the more you take care of yourself, the more you can be there for others. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.